This podcast is sponsored by Position Green. To be an insider, you can subscribe to the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable, wherever you get your podcasts from. And please, leave us a five-star rating. What did I just say? Doesn't sound like the usual mindless, boring, getting to know you chit chat. This is the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. I'm your host, Ron Culver, and on today's Follower Friday, Mike Niemer, CEO of eRenewable, is joined by Dina Reitman, head of commodities at DLA Piper. But before we hear from Mike, Let's hear from his better half, eRenewable COO, Ann Niemer. Position Green helps companies build resilient and sustainable organizations. Position Green has a unique combination of ESG software, advisory, e-learning, and assurance that drives sustainability success and empowers positive change. Visit positiongreen.com to learn more. Thanks, Ann. And now here's Mike with the head of commodities at DLA Piper, Dina Reitman. Welcome to the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. This is Mike Niemer, your host today, and welcome to this week's Follower Friday. This week's Follower Friday, I have Miss Deanna Reitman, Head of Commodities at DLA Piper. Deanna, nice to meet you via Zoom. We were at a conference together for commodities people in October. We kept missing each other, so we had to catch up one way or another. And Zoom it is. How are you today? Good. How are you, Mike? It's Dina, uh, by the way. Yeah, okay. nice, nice to see you, and uh, it, I'm good today. Uh, here in Houston, it's not too cold, a little wet, but not too cold, so we're in good shape here. But, you know, uh, we're ultimately going to talk about the carbon market in your fall or Friday today. But first, because you've not been on the show before, please give the listeners a little bit of background on yourself and on DLA Piper, and then we'll get into the carbon markets, okay? Sure, that's my pleasure. So my name is Dina Reitman. It is spelled like Deanna, so everyone... Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. It's okay. I answer to Deanna, I answer to Donna, any of the above, because none of that really matters, because people really want to see or hear or talk about what's in my head, because I've been in the commodities industry since I've been 18 years old. I started in the commodities industry when I was 18 in New York City, and I've been doing it ever since. And that has led me to... DLA Piper. And DLA Piper has an energy sector. And in the energy sector, they have a commodities practice. And I'm the head of that commodities practice. And what's been happening over the last few years is this practice of ours has grown and moved or transitioned into carbon and transition energy. And so I've been speaking all over. And like you said, we met at a conference on carbon and the carbon markets. Because what a lot of people don't realize, Mike, is that carbon and the carbon credit is a commodity and in the united states commodities are regulated um, they're regulated by an agency called the commodity futures trading commission and this is very different than other places throughout the world that have different regulatory structures where the structure is there's a regulator over a financial market and then the regulator happens to be more of like a banking field where in the United States, the Commodity Future Trading Commission regulates commodities and those commodities that are physically settled. So those commodities that could actually be moved, transferred, and delivered are also regulated in this country by the CFTC. And that covers carbon and carbon credits, because according to the regulations, um, which we're building off of all precedent from RECs, I don't know if you know what those are, 
Mike, you do, right? I do, yes. Yeah, okay. And our listeners should too. They should. For those who don't, uh, the renewable energy credits. Now, a renewable energy credit is a credit that represents one megawatt of electricity that was generated from a renewable source. Okay. A carbon asset or a carbon commodity um, is represented as one mega one metric ton of carbon dioxide equivalent. So all the greenhouse gases, there's about seven of them, um, would be deduced to their carbon equivalent. And the carbon credit represents one metric ton of a reduction or removal of a carbon dioxide equivalent. And that purchase and sale and trade of that carbon credit is regulated by the CFTC. And so um, we've been having a lot of fun helping uh, clients and those who have projects uh, develop projects um, because we're pretty passionate about the commodity space, which I guess leads us to be passionate about the environment. And so what we've seen and what we've been helping clients do We've been helping clients in all aspects of this market because we're so well-versed in the commodities markets and commodity trading markets. So for example, talking about being passionate about the market, if we have a client that has a project and that project is anything, I mean, it literally can be just about anything that is measurable, that reduces a carbon emission into the air, so it reduces the carbon emission below a baseline, then you have a carbon credit that can be bought and sold. And what we're helping clients do is we're helping them finance their projects, scale their projects, bring money in for their projects from the sale of or the sale forward of this, what they call the stream of carbon credit. And it's been super neat because we've been able to use our legal skills for good and we've been helping lots of clients from all over the world build these projects and create more carbon credit. And in, in that regard, we're hoping that this market will um, become robust enough and all of our efforts will help the environment. And not only do we help project developers, but we help those that wanna buy, sell, trade, set up platforms to buy and sell or trade. So we're really in it. And um, you looked like you had a question. I do have a question. You know, as you talked about your uh, customer who's reduced their carbon uh, output or usage and a carbon credits then available to be had, tell the listeners how there's different agencies that can uh, create that carbon credit for your particular customer, right? There's a creation of the credit before it can then be sold, right? Yeah, that's a really, really important point. So... You have to think of it as um, any other commodity, but with a carbon commodity, you can't touch it. Like it's not like oil where you can pull it out of the ground and see it and touch it. It literally is almost a mathematical equation or math, that means like subtraction. You set your baseline of what your regular old carbon emissions are. And then if you're able to take an action and that action is measured and validated and verified to be below that baseline, by what you're talking about, Mike, by these registries, then the registries will make the uh, carbon credit, which is that one metric ton per credit available for purchase and sale on the registry. So it isn't just like, 
you know, you pull it out of the ground and it appears. So in this space, we have a whole different set of players, which are registries. Um, and that is different than any other real uh, commodity space, right? Because you don't see a registry, for example, in an oil market or a registry in a natural gas market, right? Um, so this is different. So it's a very good question because, um, and again, this comes back to what I started this whole thing with is that this is regulated. So you can't just be like, oh, well, I created a carbon credit, so pay me money and I'll pay you money. You have to actually have um, some robust language in your agreements to either buy, sell, finance, right? These carbon credits, because if not, you could be uh, creating a swap, which is simply just, you know, the exchange of money rather than the exchange of the underlying carbon credit. So Mike, you're right. It has to be created. It has to be recognized by the exchange, not the exchange, by the registry, right? Because that right. recognition on the registry allows the buyer, the seller, the product developer to deliver the non-financial environmental commodity, and then it's not a swap, and then it's not regulated. And I'm not saying that we won't have a robust swap market here at some point. It's just right now, where we're beginning to develop, to develop in this market, it's more along the lines of actually developing, like you said, that non-financial carbon credit, like that physical credit, although you can't touch it, it's still non-financial according to the CFTC, that you move between buyer and seller, you deliver between buyer and seller. Well, you know, I started the Green Insider just for this type of conversation to educate the public with what's going on in our marketplace. Thank you so much for today, for joining us on the Green Insider, Follower Friday for this lesson on carbon credits. I know you could have kept talking and we're gonna sit back <laughs> for other Follower Fridays. Maybe you come on once a quarter and uh, and give us an update about this space and. Kind of, kind of be your thing that you can come on and share with us what you're learning, what you're seeing, and and how the market's evolving. And maybe the one day you come on and talk about it became a swap. That's right. I'm happy to. Very good. Thank you so much for joining us on the Green Insider. Thank you, Mike. Thank you all for listening to us on the Green Insider Power B Renewable. Hope you all have a very fine weekend. Thanks again to Dina Reitman for being a part of our Follower Friday on the Green Insider Podcast. As a reminder, if you are not yet a subscriber to the Green Insider podcast, don't hesitate and become one today. This podcast was sponsored by Position Green. For an introduction to our sponsor or find out how you too could be a sponsor, refer to our show notes to contact eRenewable and the Green Insider podcast.